Hello, dear listener. It's Paul. And this is John. You may not know it, but we are quickly coming up to our 500th episode. You might remember we made a big deal out of our 300th. And did absolutely nothing for our 400th. So for the 500th, we're going to try doing something. And that something is going to include us giving away a transformer to one of the dear listeners. I assume Yo's Toes is talking about one of them core classes, what's are affordable at all. No chance, Lou. We're talking about Studio Series. Gentlemen, if I may. Ah, oh, jeez. As the legal counsel, it is my duty to inform you that the core class is a subset of the Studio Series, and therefore your statement that the prize is of a Studio Series line of collectible action figures from Hasbro does not preclude the possibility of it being a core class figurine. Oh, I don't know that that when really in matters. Fact, the prize in question is one Studio Series 86-12 Coronation Starscream. Way to ruin the surprise, Melvin. You are welcome. Well, there you go, dear listener. If you live in the contiguous United States or Canada, email your name and state or province to transformersnitpickers at gmail.com by September 10th, 2023. We'll announce the winner on our 500th episode and send them a Coronation Starscream. Or Melvin, you could take him off our hands if you want. Sure, you insult my dignity. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 45 of Transformers Energon. It is Decepticon Army. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, it was a meh episode that ended with Cybertron finally going through a space bridge. Remember that they already entered the space bridge. And in this episode, Rodimus Landmine and Jetfire, who's not dead, come out of the space bridge. Yep. Well, Jetfire does look pretty bad, but uh, Rodimus orders Landmine to get him to Ocean City for repairs. But Not Planet. Ocean City, the city on Earth, which is in the other universe. It doesn't matter. It re- so, but, but here's uh, the thing. I th- Okay, because th- what you do, Paul, is you raise a valid question here. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> um, and I, th- I think they're on the other side of that rift that happened in the middle of the season back with okay. like the human planets of like Ocean Planet and this planet. And, and before they did the changeover and i think they're saying ocean city because bad translation whatever it is rodimus is going to go back in the space bridge to find cliff jumper and like isn't cybertron about to come out of this thing like you would think so a while he'll come out with it yeah you would think so uh but back on cybertron which doesn't seem to be in a space bridge tunnel uh six shot Oh, I hope you like this, dear listener, because what happens here is going to happen about 87 times in this episode. Um, <laughs> Six Shot it tries to like do the Energon gas shoot thing on Wingding Optimus, and uh, Galvatron beats him up. Uh, oh no, yep. he doesn't beat him up this time. He shows up to fight Optimus, doesn't he? Well, yeah, because Optimus tells Superion that, well, yeah, something does shoot at Optimus first, and Superion's still with him. He tells Superion, okay, you go get to Kicker. I'm going to go after Galvatron, and then he is immediately attacked by Galvatron, and then Starscream. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he, like, Galvatron chases him, and then Six Shot actually does shoot him and, like, crashes him into the ground, and uh, Galvatron's all <laughs> I think pissed a off. A building even falls on him, too. <laughs> it's, it's pretty drastic. Uh, he'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, then, oh, oh, God, this was kind of weird. The uh, the Omega Train, we're at, like, a subway station. There's a bunch of Voltronicons and Flycons, and the Omega Train, RC's the announcer, and it comes charging through. Yeah, she says something about how everybody stand behind the white line, don't hold the doors, and get ready to eat lead or something like that. Cause <laughs> They just go through and bullseye every single one of these Terracons that are just standing there for some reason and just keep on going. They're just commuters. They're trying to get to work. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> the Decepticons run Cybertron now, and it still has to function on some level. And oh, this is just the working class hanging around trying to get to work, and the Autobots kill them. Standing there with their lunch cans. And yeah. Else. Uh, anyway, they go through uh, They go through a couple more stops, and then Kicker's like, hey, whoa, whoa, let's not go to the last stop because there's probably a Decepticon trap waiting for us. Which... Kind of makes sense, really, yeah. if they know that that's where these guys need to get to. So yeah, they stop one station early, and uh, he tells Hotshot, or Kecker tells Hotshot to contact Optimus, and Hotshot's like, well, that'll give away our position. But that's the point, I guess. I guess, which has no payoff. Well, also, um, the Terracons saw you go in here, Kecker. They know you're inside. <laughs> yeah. uh, but back with Optimus and Wingding, uh, Wingding's like, they're... In- underground like under i guess this building that fell on them and wingding is unconscious uh so then optimus gets a call from hotshot and he's like stick to the plan but kicker go save your family yeah and well hotshot even says can you get to us and prime can't do it because he's got a leg wound so omega supreme's like all right i'll go get him but kicker has an idea i strained my hammy doing stretches And then I th- I think what we're seeing is Constructicon separated, digging through the dirt, probably going after Optimus. Yeah, you see all these construction vehicles digging, and Galvatron's watch them, I don't know, dig Optimus out, because he knows he's still alive somehow. Because why not? And now uh, with Kicker, he tells Omega Supreme to get to the industrial complex. The industrial complex? Yes, the industrial complex, because there's something there he wants him to take to Optimus, but... First, let's listen to Kicker talk for 10 minutes. Oh my god, there is so much talking in this episode. Um, but they, uh, he has this bit where he's like, we have to look out for our leader, because he's always been looking out for us. And, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now it's our turn. <laughs> yeah. So Ironhide leads his team in the I don't know what I've been told uh, chant, which they clearly change for this show. I called it Ironhide and his band of merry morons singing the army <laughs> songs. They, they get to the medical center, which is under attack by Terracons, and Ironhide has a new trick, I guess, because he activates Ironhide Turbo Blast Attack, which is just him spinning his head around and firing <laughs> in every direction. Oh, the spinning. Uh, it gets worse down the road. I think oh, it's yeah. in the next episode, actually. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so he does that, and then we get to go back to Six Shot, who's getting yelled again by uh, Gravitron for trying to kill Optimus, and then he's like, fuck this, I quit. Yep, he shuts off all the monitors. I'm not doing anything else. He just sits down. And back with Ironhide, they're inside this place now, Bulkhead's fine, never better. And a nurse tells him he's scaring the other patients because he's like doing this fucking weird little dance. Yeah, he's told to act his age. Yeah, then he pulls out like a paper fan and just kind of bops her on the head with it. Like, what? Okay, the fan that was like, that was Japanese, the original. It made sense. A a paper fan is way more uh, common in, I'd say, in Japan than in Canada. Um, uh, oh, I totally lost my spot. Oh, oh. Uh, this, so then <laughs> Downshift and Prowl ask Ironhide like a million questions all at the same time, yes. and Ironhide just loses his shit. Well, he like 
puts his hand in the air like he's cheering or something, but he's like, everybody shut up and listen. And his <laughs> fan club just goes nuts. They run over and get on their knees and fry up and like, oh, you're so fucking great and everything else. And I guess even the Omnicons have had enough of these guys because they're going to go mine Energon instead of standing here and listening to more of this. Yeah, so uh, Omega Supreme, like... I don't know where he is. He's in a giant room. He shows up like on an elevator and he can feel Kicker's presence. Commercial break. It seemed like there were a couple of them in that. Yeah, it, it uh, really did. When we come back, if it, if it was one, we go back to the Decepticons who've managed to dig down to Optimus and Galvatron goes to blast Wang Dang, but Optimus tries to cover him. But then Superion flies in and takes the shot for Optimus. And then Optimus's vehicle drone showed up. And I, I, I don't know how long it's been since we've seen them, but here they are. Well, Galvatron goes to shoot at one of them again, but Digger 3 just comes flying out of nowhere and knocks, like, the shot aside. And sure enough, the whole crew of them are here, and I guess the submarine has wheels because it drives in on the ground. And Optimus combines, but this time, Digger 3 and Submarine 4 are the arms. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. I might, I might actually have to go back and, and watch that specific spot. Uh, anyway, then um, Super Optimus like lands two solid blows on Galvatron and knocks him on his ass. And I guess that sets off Kicker's hair to alarm because Kicker senses it down where he is. How and... long has it been since we've seen that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the Decepticons still have Superior and Wing Dang pinned down, so Omega Supreme splits in into pieces, basically, and one half of them transforms into this gigantic gun that lands in front of Superion, and it makes Star Wars blaster noises, and the other half turns into something that blasts Starscream with lightning bolts. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting here. In in the end, Galvatron knocks Optimus down again, like, it looks like into that same crater, and all, like, the Terracons are swarming in and standing aside and ready for attack. And then we go to Kicker, who finds that place where his family had been hanging out and his mom was baking cookies. Yep, like, there's stuff everywhere. It's clear these people left in a hurry or something but uh it's abandoned there's nobody home and kicker's like i can still smell my mom's cooking well that's because the food is still sitting on the table stupid like <laughs> you would think it would smell kind of spoiled by now but uh, apparently not yeah but here's the problem paul you use the word think and this show does <laughs> not uh but he heads out to hotshot and rc and fi they figure that uh, his family must have gone to the core with Primus. Don't know why, but they figure it. Yeah, I guess so, but uh, which is not where they find them. But anyway, no. that's not the point. Back with uh, the others, Galvatron says things have really been going well for him lately. He stole Cybertron. He's about to destroy Optimus. He quit smoking, dropped a few pounds. But, oh, wait, here's <laughs> Ironhide. He's going to ruin his day. Yeah, uh, so he comes in. Bulkhead shows up later. Uh, Prowl and Downshift come in. There's combining. There's a lot of combiner animation in this episode. There's This is very much like uh, 10 minutes of story in a 22 minute uh, episode oh yeah um and it's a lot of fighting and nobody really gets hit did you notice though when um strong armor signal fire whichever one of the two of them it is it's it's not sky blast it's one of the other two he fires an energon star at optimus and now even he has iron Knight's face on his shoulder like oh, he's in the fan club now too god i didn't uh so the uh, the omnicons yeah they come in and restore optimus and wing ding and they combine into blue mitten optimus yeah and i was thinking wouldn't it be cool if like the four vehicles could still combine with this mode and make him even more powerful and Okira Okea said hold my beer because they don't combine but they do fly around and power them up. Yeah and there's this massive explosion and like a column of fire. It's actually pretty cool animation oh, seen yeah. from the distance and when it when the smoke and the flames clear uh, I think it's Starscream or no, I can't remember it's one of the Decepticons is like Galvatron you okay? And we see Galvatron who's standing but it looks like he took one hell of a beating. Oh he is like all banged up and 
dented and like you can tell he's burnt in spots, but he is still alive and he admits that was a nice try, but I still control Cybertron and he tries to contact Six Shot, but Six Shot still has all the monitors off. <laughs> so then he tries to call Snowcat and Demolisher and there's a quick cut to them climbing down a wall with Dr. Kicker's dad <laughs> on their back. And like they're heading on their scavenger hunt, I guess. But yeah, Starscream tells Galvatron that they need to regain control of Six Shot. So they can destroy Cybertron. That's what he says. So, and so there's a bit where, yeah, all the Autobots are teasing Galvatron. Ah, oh, you lost, dipshit. And he leaves, <laughs> and they're like, well, let him go. Yep, and now we go to Kicker, finding his mother and sister not in the room with Primus. And uh, he asks where his father is and where Rat is. And uh, with his father, he and the two Decepticons all fall and land on their heads. And there's <laughs> even a hole in the floor where his head just was, but all he has is, like, back pain yeah there's a little electricity zap mark comes out when he oh my back but okay after kicker and uh or or, sorry rad and dr kicker's dad fall on that ground before before i have come to the conclusion that that must be like a bouncy room floor right (laughs) like it's just got to be inflated air It's got to be something, because, yeah, he lands right on his head. But as soon as they get down there, Demolisher and Snowcat run off towards the Super Energon chamber, saying they're going back to Galvatron to get powered up. (laughs) Why not? Sure they are. Dr. Kicker's dad's like, ah, now it's when I can escape. And then we go back to Galvatron beating Sixshot, who, again, why not? Uh, But Sixshot says, like, you need me to control the planet. Yeah, because he's locked out the Energon grid. (laughs) Like, it's only he can get it working again, I guess, but yeah, back with Demolisher and Snowcat, they're in the Super Energon pool room, and they're trying to, like, work up the nerves to jump into this thing. They're, like, holding hands with each other and everything else. All they're not <laughs> doing is cute. dipping their toe in the water to see if it's cold, and, but then something swims towards them and comes out of it and scares them, and now we go to Alpha Q. Yeah, more narrating by that guy, which, uh, like, he doesn't, he's not a part of the story anymore, clearly, so is he just the narrator? Who knows? Who cares? Ironhide's orders from last time were to get to the medical center to rescue Bulkhead and the others, and it turns out the place is under attack, but after Ironhide pretty much single-handedly, headedly, destroys the entire group of Terracons and they get inside, Bulkhead, Prowl, and whoever he is this time, are fine. Now, had the Omnicons defending the place mentioned that the Autobots were still too damaged to help them in the fight, and when they got inside they were still in bad shape, that'd be a rescue. This is just a reunion. And why are they still in the hospital if they're all fixed up? Why didn't they get out there and help fight off the Terracons? If one Autobot and three useless idiots can fight their way in, surely three Autobots can drive off the attackers. Bulkhead even says later in the episode, he loves Terracon hunting. Well, there was your chance, idiot. They're up on their feet and dancing and bopping nurses on the head with fans and scaring the other patients. Maybe that's why they didn't want to leave. They were just having such a good time. But you'd think the Omnicons would have had enough of their shit and thrown... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Decepticon Army. Paul, was there anything worth raising your forces for? Uh, even though it was only a 10-minute story and a 22-minute episode, it did move the plot along. Yeah. Quite a lot, actually, I thought. But uh, and the hand-drawn stuff, when Optimus does his meteor super attack, whatever the hell it is, he and Galvatron are both hand-drawn. That looked friggin' awesome. And uh, it was kind of nice to see these little limb pieces again. 
Even though you know the only reason they did it is, hey, remember these? Make sure you go up and buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was nice to see them. Um, yeah, it was just nice to see old Combiner Optimus bringing back the classics. I'm making quote signs. Uh, the, the Demolisher and Snowcat bit where they were afraid of the Super Energon holding hands. They were about to dip their toes in. That was, like, actually cute and funny. That made me laugh. But, yeah, kind of a meh episode. The, the story's advancing, but we're so close to the end. I'm like, where, where's the big fight? There's a lot of laser fire. Nobody gets hit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very Hasbro, very G.I. Joe. Very G.I. Joe, very lame, or what I'd like to say is very Ironhide. The next episode we're going to review is Ironhide Team. Not Team Ironhide, but Ironhide. That was a long way to get to a really not great joke, Paul. Uh, if you want to contact the show, dear listener, you can contact us via email, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on trolling. See you later. Ironhide Turbo Blast Attack.